Hey, this Realm of the Mist podcast is brought to you proudly by the Nurses Guild. Thank you for listening and welcome to the Life Radio Show, a proud member of the SJ Network and Realm of the Mist Entertainment. I'm your host, Don Smith. From the What's Your Effin' Binge podcast and Breaking the Fourth Wall, Christopher Rudder is back in the show to uh, talk about movies and mimosas. I start a new Monday night tradition. If you enjoy the show, like and follow The Life 1069 on Facebook and Don Smith Comedy on Twitter. Or tune in live on Tuesdays from 7 to 9 p.m. on WWSU 106.9 FM. Or you can stream the show live at WWSU1069.org. The brutal presence overwhelms me. The brutal presence the life radio show is now brought to you in part by the nurses guild of florida experts in home health care go to the nursesguild.com for more information this podcast is part of the sj network go to s-j-network.com for more great podcasts and for contact information on publicist steve joiner all right hey welcome to the life radio show i'm your host don smith we are still rolling right along through all this Whatever the hell this is, let me tell you what kind of day I'm had. I, I, I'm actually my, my guest is already on Chris Rudder. I don't know what kind of day he's had, but here's the kind of day I'm had. I, I, I'm sitting here in my pajamas, uh, drinking a mimosa, because I had I didn't have anything to drink in the house, but I had some champagne and I had some orange juice, and I said, it, why not? It's been that kind of day that I just want to be having brunch on a Sunday right now. And since I don't have time on Sundays to have a nice relaxing brunch and get a little, you know, smoke a little something fun and just chill out with a mimosa and an omelet, I'm doing it on Monday night. Why? Because I can't. It's been a Monday and here I am with my mimosa. And here, I'll take it one step farther. I am drinking this mimosa out of a champagne flute from New Year's 2016 because it was a better time. We didn't know. We didn't know what was going to happen. It was so it was an innocent time back then, the four years ago. We didn't know, man. And, That's right. And <laughs> I don't even know where to go with it from here, but uh, I'll be okay. Let, hold on one more. Take you a good sip there, oh, buddy. Relax a mimosa sometimes. That, so, that makes me feel so fruity, but I love it. <laughs> They're quite refreshing. They really are. They're actually a, good, a very underrated drink uh, for sure. And uh, Sometimes you need a mimosa on a Monday night. That's all there yeah. is to it. <laughs> Maybe that's the name of tonight's show. <laughs> Monday, I'm going to write down Monday night mimosas. Just <laughs> in case, and we might find something better. But right now, that's that's where that's where my headspace is. Yes, I'm, I'm, I'm having Sunday brunch right now with you, Chris. Well, recording in your pajamas, smoking something fun, having having a mimosa, and just uh, unwinding from the uh, havoc of uh, the the regular Monday bullshit that we all go through. Oh, yeah. Uh, the beginning of the week can uh, really define the rest of your week if you let it, but uh, sometimes the best thing to do is just kick back in your PJs. and. Right, right. It's, and, it's like a do-over. Yeah, exactly. I'm making, I'm making tomorrow Monday. <laughs> because this right now, just the last eight hours didn't happen, and I'm still on Sunday brunch. So <laughs> deal. Yeah, sometimes that's the best way to look at it. <laughs> yeah, but I won't. I won't say it was all bad today. I did find out that I should be getting my bonus that I didn't get last week that I was supposed to. So at least I found out I should be getting it. It's like okay, that's a step. Where the yeah. hell is it? Yeah, yeah, there should be. To, I'm going to have to do a lot of editing on that first part anyway, but you know. 
there should be part of it is uh there should be part of it is is definitely uh that's the rug waiting to be pulled out from oh, under you yeah. you know i mean there, there's so many stories of that going around right now and employers while they're especially in an industry like yours you know in hvac and everything it's not like things have actually slowed down right but right. they're using it as an excuse you know hey business is bad blah 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 so they're, you know, the trickle down effect is not there while they're still receiving top dollar. And in some cases, they're probably charging a premium. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We're, we're, we're working, still out there you know, making them front money. Line. So, yeah, yeah that's a, we're that's still a out there making them money and they're, they're holding off on our raises and bonuses. So, woohoo. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say who I work for, but yeah, no, it, hopefully they don't a, listen to my show. An unfortunate <laughs> byproduct of uh, 2020, you know, uh, I think on New Year's Eve at, at 11.59, we all need to take a shot and a deep breath and just forget 2020, man. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah, it's I'm, I'm, so, one. I'm so over and I'm flashing back to four years ago. Yeah, the 2016 <laughs> glasses, that's great. The only bad thing we had on the horizon was possibly Trump at that point in time. Uh, other yeah. than that, we did not see this coming. That's for damn sure. That, that, yeah, that's, I mean, 2016, I, that, where was I? I was just starting out in grad school. So okay. I, went, I went back late. I was just, I was just starting working on my master's degree, which I gotcha. had to drop. It was before I owned a comedy club. So there was like no stress. You know, I was still enjoying uh, performing comedy. You know, the radio show was still in, in its infancy. Uh, I was still married. <laughs> 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 yes. Yeah, it, it was. Yeah, it was all. <laughs> It was, it was, it was Everything a was year. coming up roses. Yeah. 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 Now, <laughs> now here we are. <laughs> yeah. In our pajamas drinking mimosas on a Monday night. <laughs> <laughs> My health. Things have changed. <laughs> Outstanding, brother. Outstanding. So tell me what's been happening with you. How, how's your day been? Uh, my day's actually been fairly chill. I, uh, this is my one whole day off uh, out of the entire week now that um, everything's back in full swing here in Indiana, which means, you know, I'm back to the 60, 70 hours a week, which has changed my recording schedule. It, now I'm only available to do Sunday night, Monday night, and Thursday night, which is great to have that amount of flexibility. But I'm also, since I'm the front of the house manager at this bar and restaurant, if somebody calls in, I'm the I'm the odd man out who has to come in. So I've I've let all of the employees know, and this is a whole new crew because we restaffed while everything was shut down. Uh, I let them all know that if you do interrupt me on an if I have to come in and cover one of you on days that I have planned recordings, you will not like the Chris that you meet whenever that happens. So <laughs> they've all been really good uh, since we've reopened. I haven't been interrupted on a Monday or a Sunday evening. Uh, yet. Uh, so that's, that's cool. Um, and then I'm still doing the bar gig, uh, in the downtown district. I do that on Friday and Saturday. So that, that part's going good and business is picking up. So, you know, after going through Corona, like I did personally, and then going through the shutdown and all the depression that goes with it, losing your money and all that stuff, things are really picking up quick, fast in a hurry. So I'm really grateful for that. That's good to hear. That's good to hear. Yeah. Cause you, yeah, you actually had the Rona. Yeah, I did, and right and, and uh, I re- I recorded uh, several shows when I did it, and our publicist, Steve Joyner, I called him the morning uh, that I got my positive results back, and I said, book me on everything you have, and we talked about it a couple weeks later, and he was like, 
he was thinking in the back of his mind, is this guy doing like one of those uh, I'm about to take myself out moments and I'm just going to put everything out on the air and uh, kind of let it ride like that? And I was like, no, man, I just wanted to let every, you know, I went through it and I wanted to record and let everybody know that, you know, you're, although there was three or four days that were really kind of sketchy that the wife was super worried about me because my breathing was so bad. But right. uh, other than that, I mean, uh, it was just good to be able to let people know it's not, not as scary as what the media makes it out to be. That was my first thought was how can I, how can I spin this into a positive and give people a decent message out of it instead of more scare tactics that you're getting from the media all the time. Oh yeah. That's, that's, that's all they have, especially in election year. Oh yeah. The election yeah. year scare tactics. I don't care which side of the fence you sit on. They are both crap. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they really are. And it's gotten to the point now, you know, talking about how innocent it was back in 2016 that this last four years and it was going on before then, but this last four years has really exposed the major news sources of being so biased that oh, yeah. the fake news uh, talk that we were having a few years ago like we don't even bring that up. That's like almost expected from major news sources now. Uh, as far as you know, like a false narrative or everything is an opinion-based news item. Being right. able to find you know real news that doesn't have a slant to it is has become. There's almost an art to finding that kind of uh, material uh, if you don't want to listen to the mainstream stuff. So it's well, yeah, you, definitely you, a different you have to. You, you you have to listen to as much of it as you can stomach and try to weed out what's the crap. And it's get it's getting harder and harder to do. Yeah. I mean, there's opinion piece put in a news article. There's advertisement put in news articles. I mean, it's there's so much garbage. Yeah. And especially if you're dealing with print media, because those journalists, uh, they're, you know, they're fighting for their lives because nobody really right. buys print anymore. So they have to write all of these clickbaity kind of headlines, you know, and everything is digital print now. So everything has to be a click to an ad or it has to be just really super exaggerated to get any kind of attention to it. So yeah. these journalists who probably entered with this altruistic uh, uh, way of thinking that they're going to expose things and tell the truth. And now they're part of the machine and they're seeing it doesn't work that way. Like I feel bad for a lot of those guys because you know that they entered it with the best of intentions. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I, I would say most of there, there probably aren't a lot of journalists that entered into it thinking I'm going to side with somebody and make them yeah. better. Right. It's yeah. just it's where the money ends up. That's yeah. And if you're going to have a, any kind out. of a decent career or any longevity in that business, then you you have to compromise and pick a side at some point if you're going to get into the money. And that's unfortunate. Yeah. And, you know, there's, there's no way 99 out of a hundred people uh, were going into it for the grind and for the truth of things. And, and it's been completely twisted. And I, that, that is an industry I do feel bad for. I really do. Well, but anyway, <laughs> <laughs> enough of that crap. How's, how's what your effing binge going? <laughs> Awesome, man. Uh, uh, the uh, uh, new episode comes out in two days. I've got a, a pair of lovely ladies from Russia who are uh, just uh, released their first feature film that was actually went through uh, all of the touring at the Cannes Festival. Oh. Uh, they, uh, it's, uh, it's called Snowbound, and uh, they were great to talk to. And they're Russian, so there was a little bit of... Uh, you know, finding the right words and, and a little bit of uh, lost in translation with us, which makes it kind of funny to listen to anyways. 
Um, and it's a really great episode. And then last last week's episode went really well. Got great response from viewers. Got a lot of emails and, and stuff like that. So, yeah, it's going well. We're chugging along. I'm, I'm running solo now. The last time I appeared on the show, I was with my co-host, um, uh, Joe. Uh, he has a lot of things going. He's right in the heart of where all the fires are in southern Arizona. Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah, so I'm kind of uh, running solo until further noticed uh, just because of the stress that him and his family are under with that, and, and they have a couple of other things going on. So I was like, you take a break. I'll keep the show going, and it'll still be here whenever you come back. No big deal. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it's it's different running everything solo um, as opposed to having the partner because, you know, whenever yeah. I do the reviews, I don't have somebody to bounce things off of. It's just me. So um, it, it has changed the recording dynamic and really the stress of, uh, well, you know how it is, you know, doing the editing and doing all post-production oh, yeah. and then publishing everything. Not having that second hand helping you is, has, has changed it. Uh, well, yeah, that, that, would be, that would be much tougher doing the reviews because you, there's nobody to bounce things off of. Exactly. So I kind of do it all in – I've changed the format of the show – where I tell and and you did one of the episodes whenever we covered the third season of Norseman coming out right that uh, I talk about it all in one with my guest so instead of watching it and coming back and doing a review we just do a deep dive into the show they're talking about and kind of do the review from there and if it's something that I have seen which being a, a TV junkie like I am that's why we do the show yeah, uh, I was going to say you you've seen probably a lot more of it than I have. That's yeah, <laughs> you know, I've seen I've seen so many titles. There's not very many things that people can talk about that I haven't haven't seen at least some of to be able to have a decent opinion on it if nothing else. So it's it's been an interesting change and and it's actually been not funner but uh just the change in the format has actually given us short, shorter episodes and with everybody's attention span nowadays shorter kind of is better. Uh, you know, I just kind of lose the camaraderie of, uh, you know, talking to Joe, uh, every week on the show. Cause we've been friends for 20 years. So that was kind of always our connection point. So losing that is the one drawback. Other than that, the new format in the show has been really kind of a cool change. Yeah. Yeah. Before Corona, i I usually had a, a guest co-host in with me. So there was always somebody, if a guest wasn't all that talkative, I still had somebody to to bounce things off of, or if I was yeah. having an off day and now, I mean, ever, ever since the Rona, when I've been doing them at home, I've just been doing them one-on-one -on -one for the most part. And it's, it was a different dynamic at first and I'm getting, yeah, for sure. It's definitely comfortable that, with it. Now. It's definitely something that you have to get used to when you're used to being in studio with the co-host and to have that constant banter, you know, like you said, if your guest leaves you with a, with some dead spots, you still have to keep the show going. And, uh, you know, it's, it's definitely a, a different interview experience for us, at least as the interviewers with a, uh, uh, with a guest who isn't cool with being, uh, you know, recorded yeah. or they're not used to, you know, that the whole gimmick of, of doing the, the interview the way we do. So you kind of get left in the lurch a lot and you have to do a lot more post editing to <laughs> take out those dead spots. <laughs> yeah. When I first, when I was first getting started, there were, I was doing a lot of them solo and that just, yeah, there were some of them that just got really weird and awkward. <laughs> and of course, 
as of course I'm doing live on the air, so we can't really have dead spots. So I right. have to come up with something to talk about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You at least have to have filler notes on the side to be able to go to something real quick. If the person gets awkward or. Right. I never did that. To throw it in. Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> I never did. That's actually where my news stories started. I got gotcha. you. That, because that's at first I didn't, cool. I didn't do those. I had nothing to do with those. At first it was just strictly interviews and I had so many shows where it just got really awkward and I didn't have anything because I fly into these with nothing most of the time. Yeah, me too. Yeah, and that's right. It's and that to me, to me, it's fun. It's more organic and it uh -huh. most of the time goes well. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes <laughs> not. Yeah, and from an interviewer standpoint, you know, since we're both in, in the business doing the same thing, it, it, whenever you come in, like I know a lot of people in the in the business that come in with a pre-planned or almost a pre-canned approach to what they're going to do. Yeah. And I, I'm sure it works for them because, you know, maybe you just think in that linear mode and, and everything being outlined A to Z keeps everything straight in your head. But at the same time, how can you have like the organic ad lib conversation? Like if you come up with something and it go get somebody to go on a 15 minute tangent, well, they're just what your whole outline. So how do you keep with it? So I've never been a fan of doing it that way. And, and sometimes it's for the better. And I'm sure I've got some episodes out there where people are like, well, what the hell are you talking about? You've talked about 15 <laughs> different things, but it's just the way it goes, you know, but I think it's better to be organic and, and unscripted. Yeah. That, that's why I've, uh, I, I used to try back in the day to get, to get some bigger name comedians on. And, you know, I, I, I found myself a lot of times dealing with a manager that said, well, I need a list of questions that you're going to ask yeah. and you can't stray from those questions. It's like, well, guess he won't be on my show. <laughs> right. And, and, you know, and they, and they want to set you up. So that way you're only asking, you know, these, these softball uh, questions, right. things, that, you know, on every other interview they have been asked. So you're not, you're not really uh, uncovering anything new or unheard of with this guest, if it's a bigger name, because they do all of their shows the same way. Cause the manager right. enforces that control. So that way their, their, uh, client doesn't get exposed. Right. And, and it's not like I'm that. even some hard hitting journalist that's right. going in there. It's like, I'm just, I'm just shooting the breeze. I'm just chilling. I, that's all. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not coming in like the national Enquirer trying to figure out what happened, you know, uh, you know, back in the day with you or anything. I do right. But, uh, yeah, they do set it up in a way that makes it difficult with some of the some of the bigger names. I've had more more luck, really, with um, uh, all of the independent comics. Yeah, um, you know, like in Texas and California, the guys who are on the short circuits down there, and uh, some of the guys here. Those those have been the ones that I've had way more luck with than the higher named celebrities because they want everything to be controlled or they have an agenda that right. they want to push. And, and a lot of times it leans political and, and I don't do politics at all on my show. So having that kind of guest doesn't jive because I'm going to end up cutting it all out because my listeners, they tune into my show because they know that's the thing they're not going to hear. So, right. Well, you know, yeah, your, your show is, is about TV and movies and, and mm -hmm. show, well, mostly TV because you don't yeah. watch a movie unless it's a trilogy you know <laughs> right yeah you know there there have been a like the one movie piece that we did was uh, the work of tarantino is okay. he the greatest writer director of our time and then discussing no uh, the, not but it's interesting right exactly <laughs> and um and, and that was our conclusion that he's not the greatest of our time but he has had 
the way that his universe ties together is one of the more interesting aspects of how he writes. And now that the last movie came out, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, he originally said that he was only going to do 10 pictures that were in the Tarantino universe, you know, where you see red apple cigarettes and, and all that. And uh, uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is that 10th movie. So as far as him being the uh, writer, director, producer, the all-in-one guy, where it's all only his joint, uh, I think I think we just saw the last movie of its kind like that. Everything he does going forward is supposed to be a collaboration of some sort. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I didn't know that. I didn't know all that. It's funny the things you find whenever you have to do a deep dive on someone and cover three hours worth of material. <laughs> yeah, that's... Uh... <laughs> That is true. I, I've never gotten that deep into anything I've done on my show. <laughs> it's like I, I, so I think the closest I get is every now and then if there's a continuation of a news story I covered a week ago. Right, like, right. If there's a part B to it or something. Yeah. Yeah, other other than that, nope, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> my shows are one and done. This This isn't a thinking kind of show. Right, right. And that's why I like being on it because we're able just to – just to fly along with it and, and conversation reaches its natural end and okay, we're done. And, right. and during this, the meantime, is, we, we laugh, you know, that that's why I like being on your show. This is a relaxed kind of Monday night mimosas in your pajamas type of show. That's exactly. That's, <laughs> You've got mimosas. I've got Bud Light. Luckily I'm only on my first one, so I won't become a complete degenerate by the time it's over with. Oh, that's, uh, that's okay. We can, we, we deal with the degenerate <laughs> here too. I can't even say it. See, that's probably, that's, a, that's another one of those big name comics. I can't get on my shows. A degenerate lady. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> that whole Ellen DeGeneres story, that, that life cycle of that news story is so weird. Like Epstein was in and out of the news cycle, like literally in 24, 36 hours. Wow. And you're talking about all of this political reach and all these movers and shakers. And it was like, mm, mum's the word. And then whenever they did the autopsy, it didn't even last a whole day in the news. But Ellen DeGeneres possibly being mean has been <laughs> in the news for like three weeks. It's, yeah, it's that, is, that has rocked America. <laughs> yeah. You know, like this cancellation thing that they're trying to do just because it's not like the woman. And from my point of view, it's not like the woman has every minute of the day to be her quirky bubbly self there's business that needs to be taken care of oh yeah and if she's short with somebody on the staff it doesn't mean that she's a all you know an all right. out it doesn't make her a monster it just business. means she yeah. probably had something else going on and was tired of getting interrupted <laughs> right exactly and and it, uh, the links that they have gone to to really almost vilify her it's like a cancellation project that they just can't get her canceled as easy as they have everybody else right right has a and, life and of its own why ellen why isn't somebody doing this to dr phil because you know that man's a jerk right and, and look <laughs> out look how easy they got rid of chris delia and what they've done to brian callen and 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 you know these other comedians that have had things pop up um whether it's founded or you know like the callendale it's completely unfounded with the Dalia thing, there's a lot of questions there, but they were immediately canceled within 24 right. hours. Like Dalia's special was even taken off of Netflix for a little while, uh, right after it got released. And it's just so weird how, how they're able to do that and why they're doing that. That's the question. Who are these people and why? Yeah. Well, <laughs> who, who, who are the cancelers? Yeah. 
And what's, you know, it's what a very small goal? percentage. They just have a very loud voice because they're always screaming, you know? Yeah, I, I think that's a big part of the problem right now is the small percentage just is really loud. Yeah. On both sides. Well, that's that's what I've said before is we've in this country, you've either gone so far left or so far right that you've managed to radicalize any of the moderates. Yeah, and, and it's really unfortunate that that is part of the landscape now. And, and yeah. now that we're talking about, you know, going into this election cycle and we're going to do mail-in ballots, ballots, that's a whole new can of worms. That, that This election is going to take two weeks to resolve itself, I bet you. Oh, I would say more than that. I would say much longer than two weeks. This is, yeah, this isn't going to be... Well, remember Anything in Florida, the hanging Chad thing? Oh, that went, that went on like a month. So, yeah, yeah th- this is just going to be just a show. Oh, absolutely. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't expect anything less. No. <laughs> anything less at this point. I'm going to be a little disappointed. Yeah. For the end of 2020, why not? Just go ahead and just go nuts with it. Let's right. not even have a result, you know? <laughs> why why even have an election just like a, a cage match uh-huh yeah they're both old and <laughs> decrepit you know one of them's gonna break a hit the hip the other one's declared the winner there you go <laughs> did you see where trump actually tweeted that he could take biden in a in a fight i did not <laughs> <laughs> i didn't see that but that's hilarious <laughs> that is so funny that's the one redeeming quality of him he's like an old comic <laughs> the timing is <clears throat> really impeccable in a lot of spots. And, and uh, like, whenever he did that one tweet where he, he said he was going to buy Greenland, but he promised not to put a Trump Tower there. That was funny as hell, too. Uh, I mean, he just – he really just off-the-cuff stuff he does is oh, yeah. pretty entertaining, actually. And we're getting real close to – you remember that movie, um, Idiocracy? Oh, I love that movie. I mean, we're almost there. Uh, it's not uh, far off, but I, I, yeah. I, where is President Camacho? Yeah, right. I when mean, you, when you need him. <laughs> yeah. He would be the best guy to have in office right now. This over the, <laughs> not like Trump isn't over the top, but, right. you know, going out there and just cutting promos and all of it and then downplaying everything and playing to the lowest common denominator instead of trying to highbrow everything. That would be what the country needs right now. Yeah, that's yeah. You you bring you bring your your fully automatic rifle into the House of Representatives <laughs> when you do when you give your State of the Union speech. That's right. <laughs> just standing there, just I dare someone to say something. And uh, yeah, it, it uh, just it's just a weird year, man. I can't wait for it to be over with. Oh yeah. Well, who knows what twenty twenty one has in store? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's another six months of the whole mask wearing thing. At least is what oh, I. Oh yeah. Oh, Here's yeah. a question I, I had the uh, just yesterday um, before we did the show, and, and uh, we're, we're doing the joke of the week on, on this, and this isn't actually a, a joke. It's just a thought that I had. I went to Target, and at all Targets, of course, it's mandatory that you wear a mask whenever right. you go in, and they had this nurse sitting at the front door registering people to get a flu shot, and I said, excuse me. We've been wearing these masks since March, and that's supposed to protect us from getting corona. If it's supposed to work for corona, why wouldn't it work for the flu? Right. If that's the case, why do I need a shot? Right. <laughs> I mean, it's, I'm wearing the mask. Shouldn't yeah. I take care of it? This is supposed to be the end-all, be-all. As long as I wear the mask, I'm cool. So why are you asking me to get a needle stuck in my arm? Yeah, and she I... didn't have anything to say. She was like, huh. 
was like, okay, carry on. I'm, I'm going to go buy this stereo. Right. If, if everybody's wearing their masks, who knows? We might eradicate the flu by accident. Yeah. Because nobody, nobody's able to get it. We're all wearing masks. <laughs> yep. Here it was. Coronavirus was a miracle all along. It got right. rid of the flu. Yep. Yeah. And my and the whole time, my wife is like tugging on me. She's like, "Damn it, Chris, don't don't do this. Don't do this." And I'm like, "No, it's an honest question." And uh, you know, because I somehow or another, I always figure out a way to embarrass the wife when we're out in public because I ask questions. That's, that's a given. You have to do that. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I, th- I thought it was funny, and I thought it was a good legitimate question, really, and the woman didn't have an answer for it, so I, th- I think it was a good question. <laughs> it's, yeah, that's a, that's a legit question. You have to ask these things or you'll never know. Right. Even if it does embarrass the wife. But there are so <laughs> many fun ways to embarrass the wife. Yes, My favorite was walking down the grocery store aisle and farting and just looking at her and going, Jesus, and walking away. (laughs) (laughs) I got in trouble for weeks over that one. (laughs) Oh, yeah, I guarantee it. That's definitely a doghouse moment. What we like to do is uh, we'll pretend that we're getting in an argument, and we'll, like, escalate, and, and just so that way people are giving us, like, really weird sideways looks. And like we've had a couple instances where people approach us and they're like, is everything okay? And then we see people like, they just go to the other aisle to avoid the situation entirely. (laughs) That's our favorite thing to do just to break the ice and just to, you know, break up the monotony of looking for the cheapest cheeseburger, you know? Oh yeah. Well, you got, you got to do it. You got to keep things alive, keep things fresh. That's what that's what it's all about. I, I've heard. <laughs> that's what they say, you know. And so, <laughs> what the experts tell me. But what do they? Yeah. What do they know? <laughs> they still want me to get a flu shot, and I'm wearing a mask. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Those experts are dumb. <laughs> uh, all right. I think we're going to take a little break. Uh, I I need another mimosa after this. Okay, outstanding. So I can keep chilling. So I'm I'm going to take a little break here. Uh, we're going to come back to some uh, super important news. Outstanding. Because we have we have to cover some of these, and I'm going to try not to repeat anything from what you heard yesterday when we, <laughs> did, the, uh, when we did breaking the fourth wall. So hey, don't go anywhere. This is the Life Radio Show. We'll be right back with Chris Rudder. You know, a lot of people tell me say, hey. Hey, you know what? All I need is I just need, you know, uh, somebody to, you know, uh, come fix all my problems. I just need, uh, I just need to win the lottery or, you know, some uh, magical, mystical uh, person to come and solve all my problems. Well, I'd suggest maybe you ought to just think about just becoming your own uh, superhero. Become the become the hero of your own story. You can do it. Nothing's stopping you except you. So just uh, you know, just kind of get your belly aching, cramp, and just just say, okay, well, what do we gotta do? And just you know, do it. Become become the hero of your own story. Okay. Goodbye. There was a time when I sang my songs alone But now it's different, a change has come along 
I never had much except my words and melodies. And now it's time to share this song with me. I lost half the song in my divorce. Now every other line is mine. I didn't want to, but the judge said there's no about music you tone deaf little excuse me sir let me caution you that slanderous or defamatory comments could result in the forfeiture of all of your rights to this song as well as the rights of your heirs and any other person or persons to whom you convey said rights in perpetuity that's my lawyer he got a piece of this song too Yes, I'm her lawyer. I got a piece of this song too. You served your country with honor and now are trying to pry health care from the Veterans Administration. Did you know that Congress recently made changes to allow vets to get care outside of the VA services? The Nurses Guild of Florida is owned and operated by a Vietnam-era vet who knows how difficult it is to return to civilian life. Why not get your home health services from a five-star Medicare home health agency, the experts at home care, the Nurses Guild? Rather than wait in lines for care, the Nurses Guild will provide care to you in the comfort of your own home. PTSD, IV therapy, wound care, or post-amputation therapy, no matter your diagnosis, we can help. A nurse will be assigned to you, visit you at home to assess your needs, and work directly with you to develop a personalized plan of care. Here at the Nurses Guild, we have nurses from every specialty, so no matter your diagnosis, we have the right caregiver for you. The nurses, therapists, and home health team of the Nurses Guild is ready to serve you. All of our essential health care workers are fully screened, supervised, and COVID tested. Call the Nurses Guild today to arrange your home health visit at 954-596-9806 for Broward County and 561-826-8937 for Palm Beach County. Remember, health care put off is health care too late. Stay safe during the pandemic. Wear a mask and insist those around you wear a mask. Wash your hands frequently and stay home as much as possible. Hey, what's up, guys? It's Chris Ristali of Breaking the Fourth Wall. If you enjoy our show, you can find it on YouTube. Just look up Realm of the Mist Entertainment, or just look up Realm of the Mist Entertainment on Anchor.fm, Apple iTunes, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, or wherever quality podcasts can be heard. And also, you can find us on all the social medias. Just look for Realm of the Mist Entertainment. And I will catch you on the other side. Enough is enough! I have had it with these microphone snakes on this microphone plane! Alright, hey, welcome back to the Life Radio Show. I'm your host, Don Smith. I, I'm having another mimosa because uh, I'm still in my pajamas. <laughs> Who knows, Chris, you play your cards right? <laughs> <laughs> I might be out of those pajamas by the end of this show. Isn't, now that would make a show. Yeah, that would make something, I don't know. Uh, anyway are we ready <laughs> are, 
are we ready to transition into some news stories? Because whatever whatever that thought was, I just need to I need to cleanse that. Yeah, let's get away from that quickly. Let's dive into it. Yeah. All right. Let's see what we got here. We're going to start off in Arkansas. A group of alligator hunters in Arkansas broke a state record when they landed a gator measuring nearly 14 feet long. Uh, Travis Bearden said he was out on Lake uh, Marisak. Okay, with uh, Marisak. Marisak, I guess, with three other men, including his brother and his father, uh, when they spotted a large gator in the water. It's a good place for it. We weren't real sure how big... We weren't real sure how big we was when we spotted him, and our surprise after we harpooned it <laughs> being a giant. <laughs> it drugged the boat around for almost two hours before I was Jesus able to get Christ. a clean shot on it. Wow, that poor gator. Yeah, and that is a monster gator. Any American gator that gets over 12 feet, that's, that's a beast. That's a damn dinosaur. Oh, yeah, absolutely. 13 feet, 11 and a half inches long. That is Good Lord. That's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah, that's just a, and it towed the boat around for two hours before. Because <laughs> the way they do that gator hunting is they 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 hook them on a line, and they drag them in and they and they shoot them. You know, if anybody has uh, seen you know the 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 gator show on a right. or whatever, but to have one drag four men around in a boat for two hours, what a what a beast. Yeah, and they and these are these are. Beer-bellied Arkansas redneck, so that wasn't a light load to two. No, that's a good yet. thousand pounds plus the boat. You know, yeah, yeah. yeah this this wasn't your average, you know, uh, meth head that you're dragging around that weighs <laughs> seventy-eight pounds. These are some hardy boys, right? Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> you get you get them meth heads, you can drag them around the boat. Yeah, all day, yeah, that, all yeah. That's that goes without saying. He should get dragged around. Yeah. <laughs> so remember that if you're going to get harpooned uh, make sure you get harpooned by uh meth heads that way right. you can drag them around a little while <laughs> they'll either get distracted or lose interest really right, quick exactly sure. <laughs> uh the mayor of a romanian village. we're going to go with some election news the mayor of a romanian village was re-elected by a landslide despite a major setback in his campaign he died about two weeks before the election <laughs> awesome. Yep. D- Divaselu Mayor uh, Ion Aliman, a social Democrat, was reelected for to a third term with 64, 64% of the vote in Sunday's election, which came days after he died of complications from COVID-19. Oh, that's terrible. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's horrible. And what kind of news cycle do they have out there where the dead guy still gets the winning vote? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. We might be close this year. <laughs> They're both getting up there. You never know yeah, what's going to happen. Yeah. If there's a pandemic going on. We, we don't know. We don't know what's going to happen in, in our election. So No, yeah. Who knows? We, <laughs> <laughs> that, that, would be, that would be terrible. That would be terrible. Yeah, the dead uh, mayor, man. That's, a, that's, a, that's crazy. How do you do it? Like, you can't, you can't ask for a recount. The election was won. Right. So they, uh, so they have to just do a whole new, whole new deal if they really want to have a mayor, I guess. Well, did they have a vice mayor? Did he have a running mayor? <laughs> right. Vice mayor? Because some places, some places are big enough to have a vice mayor. Right. They have an assistant to or a vice or whatever. Yeah. Uh, wow. That's that's that is pretty funny though. Well, yeah, we we were talking. Uh, Mike Canistero was on the show uh, 
actually the episode that's going to come out right before this one. So last okay. episode, Mike Canistero was on and he uh, is writing a new script and I get to play a uh, mayor of a town that doesn't want to be mayor. <laughs> In fact, I was reelected the last two elections and I didn't even run. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm a mayor that has just totally given up on the whole thing. You're, <laughs> you're, you're, uh, um, you're, uh, Ron from parks and, uh, parks and recreation where he just there, hates the government, but he works for the government. That's, that's one yeah, of the funniest premises ever. Yeah, that's great. That's <laughs> <laughs> to me. <laughs> Oh, okay. This is this is this is different. This is different. A uh, Florida resident's home security camera uh, captured footage of a bear that walked into an open garage and made off with a bottle of Diet Coke. Yeah, <laughs> why not? <laughs> the footage shows the three-legged bear uh, fleeing from the garage uh, in Longwood about eight thirty a.m. Monday with two with a two-liter bottle of Diet Coke in its mouth. A neighbor said the bear is believed to be the same animal spotted wandering in the area in recent days. It was unclear whether the bear is the same three-legged bear previously spotted in Longwood in December 2019. <laughs> how many three-legged bears right. do you have? That's what I was going to say is how many three-legged bears are there in this place? That's amazing. <laughs> I mean, it is Florida. There could be some deformities, but I don't know, man. That's Well, <laughs> welcome to Longwood, home of yeah. the three-legged bear. The three-legged Diet Coke thief. That's, a, that's great. Well, that's, that's why they have to drink Diet Coke. They already lost a leg to diabetes. You're right. <laughs> Them diabetic Florida bears. Yeah. If only they'd listen to Wilford. <laughs> I'm Wilford Blumney, and I have diabetes. Yeah. Yep, yep. You, 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 you can get your, your diabetes medication delivered right to your home, Mr. Bear. Uh-huh. Yep. Or right to your cave. <laughs> do they have caves in florida i don't know they just uh, they're just, yeah that's a, that's I would a good question if they did it would just fill up with water because florida right. is like a swamp yeah the, the whole state is until you get all the way up to jacksonville but then there's the river that floods so yeah, yeah. them actually having caves I, I bet they don't huh yeah if they well if they did they'd, they'd be very wet yeah <laughs> so i guess this bear doesn't live in a cave and that's I just wonder what happened to his other leg. That's I, yeah. I'm concerned now. Yeah, now I have a big question. Yeah, like where where's this bear's leg? What happened to it, and why? And why are there so many bears in Longwood? <laughs> why are we have three legs? If this is the one or not? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got to be sure. You can't be too certain. <laughs> <laughs> That's Florida in a nutshell, right there. Yes. <laughs> home, of, home of the three-legged bear. That's. Okay, I'm, I'm going to read this one just because it sounds weird and gross, and I'm not even sure why it does. But uh, <laughs> uh, let's, let's, let's hold on. Like the, This news story is going to jump all around my screen. If there's one thing I know to be true, it's that Nutella is the – see, it, it did it again – the food of the gods. Uh, yes, it's really – I've never tried it, but uh, I'm just reading this article. Uh, it is yes, it really is that good, but you know what could make the chocolate hazelnut spread even better if they made a white chocolate version. Oh no! Uh, this is this is something many people are are in need of in their lives. As a recent <laughs> post on Instagram by a food reviewer uh, goes to show, the user known as Bruce Super Convenience—that's his full name. Outstanding. He was, he was named by Monty Python. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's a, re he's a relative of Ken Clean Air Systems. 
<laughs> anyway, Bruce Super Convenience uh, shared a uh, shared a look at a jar of white Nutella. White Nutella. On his page recently, sending the followers into a frenzy, he captioned the post writing, let's just take a moment to look at this picture and appreciate this unicorn of a snack. That, that's amazing that he's a food uh, reviewer of sorts. And uh, the one thing that's weird about white chocolate is it's actually not chocolate. It's just sugar. It's basically a confectionery. But uh, uh, to change the chocolate recipe to just make it more sugary, because Nutella actually does taste good, and it's actually kind of good for you. So to replace it with just nothing but sugar, you just <laughs> completely, completely defeated what it really is. That's yeah, very American. Makes sense. Yeah. makes sense. Yeah, well, yeah, we got to – it's it's very American to take something that's that's good and try to make it white. <laughs> because that's we white usually screw to, it up when that happens. Yeah, that's whitewashing to a whole new level. That's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, somebody went and whitewashed our Nutella. <laughs> yeah, that is that is just terrible. There's some things some things don't need to be changed. No, they really don't. Like I said, I I've never tried it, but you know, I I It is tasty. Go, I do recommend it. It's actually pretty damn good stuff. Okay, I I'll get I'll give it a try. Based on your recommendation, we'll review it next time. Outstanding. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, that would be great. <laughs> Okay, well, wow, this is this is rough. I don't know if this is this is a coronavirus update here. In the Ooh. bid to find a COVID nineteen vaccine, wildlife experts claim that uh, this article just disappeared. Uh, wild, vaccine wildlife experts claim half a million sharks could be slaughtered for the much anticipated jab. Jab? Jam? That's what it says. Jab. Huh. Squalene, squalene, squalene. I don't know. A natural oil in the liver of sharks is used. Uh -huh. Is is used. Man, who wrote this? <laughs> and who's the who's the damn editor? Yeah. yeah. A natural oil made in the liver of sharks is used medicine and is also <laughs> used medicine. Is, is awesome. used medicine and is also <laughs> used as an adjuvant uh, to increase the effectiveness of a vaccine. Huh. Also being used. Who is calling me? Why do people call me when I'm doing stuff? I hate that. Uh huh. So yeah, apparently there uh, is there is there a way to milk a shark liver without killing them? Can we get the, <laughs> get the oil out? Can we do a liver transplant? I have nipples, Greg. Can you milk me? <laughs> uh. <laughs> well, milk my liver. <laughs> that needs to be somebody's catchphrase. I'm going to write that down. <laughs> there's a there's a lot of uh like crazy uh hoped for health benefits that come from sharks like uh they're they talk about uh uh the enzymes in their brain helping with alzheimer's they yeah, talk about yeah. certain enzymes they carry helping with cancer and now because everybody wants this um uh you know, the shot, the vaccine to, to for COVID. Now, I guess they're looking for some way to speed up the process with, again, sharks have to bite the bullet for this research. Sooner or later, the ecosystem is going to revolt against all of this slaughtering of these really necessary parts of it. Well, I, I think... I think it is. It's called coronavirus. <laughs> that, is, that is the earth saying, hold on a minute, assholes. <laughs> You're doing too much, assholes. You got to stop. Yeah. 
<laughs> we just can't read the signs because we're too busy killing sharks. Right. Yeah. Vaccines for the, the shark revenge. <laughs> I'm trying to come up with an Alzheimer's cure, but I forgot about the rest of the stuff I have to watch. <laughs> <laughs> that happens every time every time i try to come up with an alzheimer's cure i forget what i'm doing <sighs> <laughs> oh here's an idiot let's find the let's see what's <laughs> yeah. that's always a good way to start a show <laughs> definitely here's a good idiot yeah <laughs> a, bloody, a bloody toothbrush had to be removed from a man's stomach after he swallowed it while cleaning the back of his throat <laughs> oh my god Doctors removed the 19-centimeter-long brush within 24 hours, fearing that leaving it any longer uh, could have been fatal. Uh, the patient, 39 years old, apparently didn't know how to brush, uh, whose name has been withheld, uh, was brushing his teeth on September 15th when it slipped. How? Okay. That's like the reverse of a gag reflex. <laughs> yeah, he's just got that swallow <laughs> reflex. He's the anti-gagger. <laughs> How horrible. <laughs> it just slips. <laughs> and, and how do you, like, continue the whole swallowing process to do that? Like, you know there's a toothbrush in your freaking throat. How do you, like... Yeah. You dug yeah. water to get it the rest of the way down and, and I guess it's past the point of no return now. <laughs> <laughs> this week's idiot award goes to this guy. That's for sure. Yep, yeah, he was seeing if he could do it, I guess. Man. Let's, no, that's let's see if we can find out more. Uh the, <laughs> yeah, we need to know more now. Yeah, we need to know more about this man's amazing anti-gag reflex. <laughs> the, uh, the, the, an x-ray uh, an x-ray and further tests couldn't locate the brush in the man's throat, leading doctors to conclude it was in his stomach. A minor yeah. operation was performed. Okay, blah, 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 blah. Didn't poop it out, blah, blah. <laughs> yeah, I don't, yeah, that's weird. That's yeah, that, that would be what would kill you is if you tried to pass it. There's no way that's going right. to work out. So uh, I wonder if there's any other document, like is this a one-of-a-kind, or are, are there other documented cases of this? That would be an interesting number to find out. It would be. It would be. That's it's like, you know, on average, uh, it's, uh, I believe it's 10 to 12 people a year die from being attacked by emus and ostriches. I can do you see realize, that, though. Do you realize what a dumb son of a you have to, or a dumb sucker you have to be? To let a eight foot tall bird just walk up on you and you're like, you want something, sucker? And the bird just kills you? Like, you have to be a special kind of idiot to even let that happen or to get yourself in that situation. But, yeah, well, some people just, some people love birds. <laughs> love, yeah. Watch too much Sesame Street. They thought it was Big Bird. They're right. I'm such a big fan. And they get headbutted yeah. and that poor down dumb down. bastards. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, let's see. Some of, some of these I've gone over. This one I have not. Let's see what we have here. Uh, uh, bizarre footage has emerged of a car being driven down a busy road with an entire greenhouse strapped to its roof. The passing drivers were stun stunned as the uh, Citrion C4, uh, which is a type of car I'm guessing, uh -huh. uh, drove at speeds of up to 40 miles an hour with an 8-foot by 6-foot metal frame 
balancing precariously on top of it. A backseat passenger was even seen with his arm out of the window holding onto the seat. Because <laughs> that's smart. That's the smart way to do it. That's exactly what you do. That's right. <laughs> Local care manager Teresa Mulberry was a passenger in the car behind and filmed the scene in Hordle near, near Lymington, Hampshire. Huh. Lymington. Uh, she and her partner followed the Citroen for uh, around two miles before it turned off the main road. There were no glass panels inside the metal frame on the... Okay, well, that's good. So, yeah, <laughs> it was just the metal frame. And there, there, is a, there is a video. You can find the video on here. That is, that is fun. I wonder what they were growing that was so important they had to transport it that way. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I got an idea. <laughs> All we need is a greenhouse. I know where we can find one. Get the car. Yeah. <laughs> It'll never fit in the car. It can go on it. And the guy holding it, that's 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 just like where there's a redneck, there's a way. Like, yep, that's yep. the most that's a very redneck thing to do. Yep, Bobby, hold that down. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Oh, that is that is fun though. That is fun to, to make fun of rednecks. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it <laughs> is. It's just endless enjoyment. It really is. Oh yeah, absolutely. All right, let's see. What do we have with you? Yeah, I think we got time for one more. I think we can do at least one more. Yeah. The let's, uh, let's find something dumb. I mean, what are the chances? <laughs> <You know? laughs> it's, it's 2020. Just throw a dart. I'm sure we'll find something dumb. <laughs> <laughs> oh, throw a dart. Here we go. Yep. <laughs> An Idaho man broke his own Guinness World Record when he got when he got 24 shot shots from a single load Nerf gun to stick to a target in one minute. Uh, David Rush, who has broken more than 150 Guinness World Records uh, to promote STEM education, originally broke the record in 2018 when he fired 16 Nerf darts into a target. Uh, he lost the record shortly after and broke it again in 2019 with 19 darts. Uh, Rush said he wanted to break the record a third time to make his total more difficult to beat. The slowest part of the record of this record is getting the next foam dart into the chamber and cocking it, Rush said. Yeah, exactly. If you, uh -huh. if you move too fast, it's easy to start pushing on the dart before it's perfectly lined up with the hole. <laughs> that is true. That is very true, yes. <laughs> Those are words to live by. That man, yes. that's sage <laughs> advice. If you move too fast, it's easy to start pushing before uh -huh. it's perfectly lined up with the hole. Yeah, or the wrong hole. Yeah, right. either and then you get slapped. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so... <laughs> <laughs> That it's moving, so funny. Moving too looking. fast. Moving too <laughs> fast can cause the darts to bend. <laughs> that that's also amazing. is true. And that's, that's a little amazing painful. in itself. <laughs> 24 darts in a target in a minute. That's that, is some, that is some damn shooting now. I'll tell you that. That's for sure. Uh, and it's amazing how many different categories there are for world records in Guinness. Like, I would have ever thought that that was a category. Like, someone just had to come up with it and do it, and then, okay, there's a record. Yeah, it's amazing how they, how they actually certify these records. 
Yeah, because there's a lot of them you think, surely somebody's done more than that, but they just never got it certified. Right, yeah. They didn't get it recorded or certified and signed off on by one of the Guinness people. And I think they wear a blue jacket, come with their notebook and, and you know, whatever. But uh, to do it on – I think the biggest trick for something like that is the ability to do it on command. Right. Like you've invited Guinness to come out and see you do this, and then you do actually pull it off. Like, it, I mean, there's pressure there for sure. Oh yeah. So that, that is kind you, of amazing. You might have practiced forever and then you just yeah. miss it by one dart. That would just, and you've wasted these guys time of coming yeah. out. Right. And you don't get paid anything for having a Guinness world record either. So you've right. just invested a lot of time into a hobby and figure you can, um, but that, that is some amazing shooting to do any kind of caliber of any, anything that involves shooting with aim and well target 24 times in in one minute is well to be honest i'm looking at the video here i'm not playing the video but he's like maybe eight feet away from a target the wind does mess with it it is a nerf dart but still he's he's indoors Okay, well, that's there's, there's no wind factor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the impressive factor. I mean, it's just the speed of doing it. Yeah, if you've ever those Nerf darts, you got to load the dart, pull the thing back, and then shoot. Right. So he's got to do. He's got to have that under. You know, right around two seconds. It's a it's a cool Three party months. trick, if so, nothing yeah, else. Yeah. That's for sure. Yeah, it's probably not going to get him anything. You know, he's probably not going to make any headway with the ladies. Yeah, no sponsorship because of how far because yeah, of how yeah. fast he can shoot off his dart. It's probably not <laughs> yeah, that doesn't impress any women. Yeah, That's despite his despite his wiz, wisdom that uh, <laughs> they don't want to start pushing before it's lined up with the hole. He's <laughs> 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 got that fun. part down, but I think even even with that superior wisdom, it's still probably not as impressive as he wants it to be. Right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, at least he got his name in the books. Give him Again, that. Again, 150. That's 150 times this man's broken Guinness records. That's 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 an amazing number there. That's whatever whatever records he's breaking to be that diligent to do it 150 times. That's they're, a, they're all very weird ones. He had I'm one where he, was throwing, yeah. where he was throwing foam balls into a basket on top of his friend's head. Oh, really? There's a category for that, too. That's awesome. There's a category for all you have to do is pick something nobody's ever done, do it once, you got a record, get it certified. Right. Yeah. And then somebody will break it, and it's like, okay, you know, it's just got to keep doing the same dumb thing. (laughs) The, uh, um, the, the, one of the cooler things I've seen this past year is, uh, there's a documentary on Netflix. And of course, leave it to the TV guy to bring up a TV show to to wrap it, wrap this stuff up. But, uh, there's this, pair of kids who do the Rubik's cubes challenges oh. and, uh, and, uh, this, uh, one kid has autism. He's Korean and the other kid is English and they're able to do, you know, the regular R- Rubik's cube that we grew up with the six cider. They're able to completely solve one and it's like three seconds. Wow. And uh, they have like they they memorize all of the different ways a cube can be scrambled. So it's basically like an algorithm. So they're able to they hide the cube under a box so you can't see it. They lift the box. You have I think it's ten seconds to look at it, and then you hit your timer and boom, go. And they're able to break these. They're able to set these cubes in three seconds, and then there's like a. Um, 
average for 10 tries and then a total combined time for 20 attempts and all this stuff. And between these two guys, they have like 18 world records. They've been in Guinness. Both of them are in Guinness for the four-sider, the six-sider, and I think there's a 16-sider record too. Wow. That, that, uh, um, uh, it's called uh, Breaking the Cube is what it's called on Netflix, and it's, it's really interesting just huh. the fact that the sheer speed they're able to do that with. Um, and there's a lot of mathematical skill actually that goes into that memorizing all of these algorithms to be able to get all six sides colored up is, is pretty, pretty neat to see how they do it actually. Yeah, that's crazy. Huh. Well, I'm going to give you a couple time, a couple minutes right now, Chris, uh, if you, uh, want to shout out any of your social media and where we can find what's your F and binge and everything like that, go ahead take it away. All right. Yeah. Hi, everybody. Uh, you can find uh, me at, as Christopher S. Rudder on Facebook. You can find What's Your F and Binge, exactly how it's spelled. What's your F apostrophe in binge, question mark, exclamation point on all the social media platforms uh, from Twitter to LinkedIn to Instagram. Uh, we have a public fan group and a private fan group on Facebook. Uh, and uh just look up What's Your F and Binge. You'll find us on Spotify, iTunes, all the other good podcasting spots, Google Podcast, all of that good stuff. And uh, we have episodes coming out every week. And beginning in October, we're moving it up to do two episodes a week. And then also we have the daily and weekly content going on, Breaking the Fourth Wall. And we're adding a new show uh, to my network of uh, What's Your F and Binge, uh, t telling it like it is. Uh, which is co-hosted by me and my wife. We're just going to uh, pick up random things to argue about, which is pretty <laughs> easy to do when you're married. Oh. Uh, so, yeah, it, it should be entertaining. Uh, tonight is the first episode, and it goes out live, and then you'll be able to pick up the recorded portions on Spotify. Awesome. Well, thanks for coming back on the show. It was good to have you on again. Of course, Don. Anytime, man. Absolutely. And if I don't talk to you sooner, we'll definitely talk to you Sunday for another episode of uh, Breaking the Fourth Wall. Yep, that is a date. All right. Thanks for listening to the Life Radio Show. Uh, like I keep telling you guys, if you're going to keep listening, uh, I guess I'll just keep making them. All right. Have a great <laughs> night. Back to mimosas. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Life Radio Show podcast. Check it out wherever you listen to podcasts. Remember, if you want to listen live, we are on Tuesdays from 7 to 9 p.m. on WWSU 106.9 FM. You can also stream the show live at WWSU1069.org, and we go Facebook Live at the Life Radio Show's Facebook page. If you have suggestions or comments, feel free to email thelife1069 at gmail.com. Overwhelms me. A brutal presence. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Well, milk my <laughs> liver.